What if your own blood family doesn't support you? They don't embrace your ideas. They don't get excited about your goals. Does that mean that you'll never be successful in the family area of your life? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, this is where we're going to talk about business and life. As you can tell by that opening, we cover some topics that go into a broader scope than just what we do to create money. Now, we address that as well, but this is where we talk about you can change your life dramatically in 48 days if you create a plan and act on it. So whatever area of your life where you need improvement, remember that. You can have dramatic change and level of success in 48 days if you create a plan and act on it. Well, here's some of the questions we're going to be looking at today. Dan, is taking a sales position good preparation for eventually being an entrepreneur? Is it okay to let go of some of my past friends? What are your suggestions to find the right city, state, and work for the life we want to have? Golly, great question. How can I be successful in family if I have no family relationships? Well, here's a quotation, kind of addresses that, comes from Richard Bach. Remember Richard Bach with his little books? He says, the bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's lives. All right. Now here's our a resource. I always have a free resource for you. As we are going into conference season, and boy, there's a bunch of them out there and uh, some that I'll be attending, but we've got a, a resource for you. 10 tips for getting maximum value from a conference. You know, when you go to a conference, it's not just a matter of sliding in the backseat, just sitting there, taking a few notes. No, there are ways to maximize what you get from attending. When you invest your time, energy, and money, maybe hotel and flight to get there, you ought to really extract maximum value. So just go to 48days.com slash conference tips, just like it sounds, conference tips, 48days.com slash conference tips. And we're going to give you that resource. All right. He got some good news. Here's an interesting piece. Scientists are growing crops in the desert using discarded mattresses that are bound for the landfill. Now, this is how this goes. When there are refugee cities, you know, when people are fleeing Turkey or Syria, whatever, they can build these big refugee cities often out in the middle of the desert. The, the land is horrible. There's nothing there but refugee agencies, give them just foam mattresses. Well, at some point, those things are too nasty. They can't be used anymore, or the people are integrated back into their country or move on or get a better life. And those there are thousands of those that are just head for the landfill. Well, what they're finding is that if they take that, that foam and just use it as a growing medium. They can put it in like in buckets and then just put some nutrients in there and plants grow really well in there. So out in the middle of the desert, they're having these really lush gardens where people can grow fruits and vegetables 
right there. They can get involved in the process themselves. So it's equipping the people who are living there, plus giving scientists some new ideas about ways to expand growing agriculture. Anyway, just uh, what I thought was a a neat idea to share here. Again, what I share those because I know that many of you listening have comparable ideas right under your nose that you just need to recognize and do something with them. I mean, what I just described there was certainly not a a high-tech idea at all. It's using something that everybody sees as trash, but finding a good repurposing for that in a way that benefits everybody around. How about this one? Taxi driver goes out of his way to save elderly woman from being scammed out of $25,000. Now, this, this is a cool story. A compassionate cab driver is being hailed for saving an elderly woman from getting scammed out of $25,000. This just happened just a week ago. So Raj is the name, owner of Rosville cabs in California was called to pick up a 92 year old woman from her home in sun city and take her to a nearby bank. So 92 year old lady, but as they were driving along, the woman revealed some alarming details about our trip. The woman told Raj that she had received a call from an IRS employer telling that she employee telling her that she owed the government $25,000. So she was on her way to the bank so she could withdraw the funds and settle her debt as quickly as possible. Well, the cab driver knew that sounded pretty fishy. He asked the woman if he could call the IRS employee to ask him some questions. So she had the number on her phone. So the cab driver called the IRS employee, asked some questions, and realized, hey, this is not right. When he pressed this guy for more details, the guy hung up on him. Well, the woman was still hesitant, still felt like she was obligated to go do this. So the cab driver just took a little detour to the Roseville Police Department and asked for an officer to sit down with her. And sure enough, the officer sat down with the woman, confirmed, hey, this is a scam. So he took the lady back home. And as a a thank you for the cab driver's gesture, the officers invited him back to the station, presented him with a $50 gift card. Well, you know, here's a guy who just went out of his way. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He was getting his fare for the cab ride. That's what he was there for. But he went out of his way to connect with somebody when he recognized this lady's going to get taken advantage of, and I have an opportunity to help her. That's an approach we all want to take. Well, here's another another scam. Actually, I've got these in the good news section. That is a good news piece, but here's another one that we want to turn into good news by being knowledgeable enough to avoid it. This is one that kind of touched me because I have promoted in the past these auto wraps and you see them cars going down the road and they've got, you know, Geico insurance or whatever, or Doritos or whatever they're promoting because the car, the whole car is wrapped in some kind of artwork. Well, there are those people out there now who are scamming primarily college kids So they send messages and say, wow, you can just get your car wrapped. We know you're on a campus. It gets seen by a lot of people. We're going to pay you, you know, $3,000 to do that, whatever. So here's how it works. Here's how the scam works. They send the students a check. So they say, you know, here's a check for $3,000. Put it in your bank. $1,000 of that is yours right now. 
you need to send $2,000 to the artist who's going to do the work in your car. Well, you can see the fallacy in that. That's, I mean, that's a red flag right out of the gate. They send you a big sum of money. You're supposed to keep your share and send the rest on. Well, what they can do is, you know, they may get your check and cash it. They, they encourage about the urgency of getting this done quickly, of really quickly writing that extra check and overnighting it onto the artist so they can get right on. Well, they want to time it so that they are able to cash your check before the bank realizes the check you put in is no good. You know, these ideas that it never ceases to amaze me. I'm working with my bank right now. We're doing a transaction and, uh, it amazes me the other companies that are showing up texting me, emailing me saying, Hey, we just need a little bit more information to finalize, you know, and approve your deal. And it has nothing to do with my bank at all. You know, I talked to my banker. I said, how do these people even know what we're doing? Well, there are little traces along the line online that alert people like that and they go for it. Yeah, it's out there. Hey, here's a piece just kind of interesting. Have you ever heard of paramedical tattooing? Now, this is this is a real thing. Paramedical tattooing is becoming increasingly popular among people who have undergone surgeries or they may have an accident that changed the appearance of their skin. So paramedical tattoos, I mean, you can check it out. This is a real deal. Can be used to cover up scars, stretch marks, other skin problems, or even restore uh, like the appearance of lost body parts. So if you had a, a fingernail taken off, they can tattoo so it looks like it's still there. Now, So this is seen as, golly, as a medical procedure. So it's paramedical tattooing. Anyway, just an interesting new term for something out there that's growing in popularity. All right, let's go into some questions here. This is from Don. Dan, I want to be an entrepreneur through and through. I don't know what or when that will happen, but I know helping others find their passion with emphasis on finance is my purpose. There are entrepreneurial skills I need to prove I have and improve on. This is why I'm taking a sales position right out of college, even though it may not be my forever dream job. What do you think about this? I'm doing everything so far in my life with my dream goal still in mind. Well, Don, I think that's an excellent idea. I mean, there's nothing like sales skills to prepare you for great opportunities. And as an entrepreneur, you need to have good sales skills. So taking a position like that right out of college, I think is phenomenal. You know, the top rated internship in the United States is with Southwestern Advantage. Now they're right here in Nashville. It's Southwestern. They're they're the one the company that where they have thousands of college kids that during the summer go door to door selling books, you know, inspirational material, Christian books, that kind of stuff. Well, I run into those people, you know, 20 years later and they're CEOs of companies. I mean, it's amazing how often I run into really successful company business owners, entrepreneurs, and ask them, gee, how'd you get your start? I sold during the summers with Southwestern going door to door. People like, you know, Rory Vaden, who lives here locally, author of a couple books, phenomenally successful, young guy, Southwestern. I could name lots of other people. So that's something that you might check out, Don, is that kind of an opportunity. Um, Here's another learning opportunity as well. Now, this is pretty new. This is with 
LinkedIn Learning. LinkedIn, I know you're, you're familiar with LinkedIn, but now they have a new division called LinkedIn Learning. So, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about that off and on here, the 40 Days Podcast. I mean, we've talked to a lot of human resource people from a lot of organizations over the years, and they're really interested in this learning and development thing, and they want to make it easy. Well, LinkedIn Learning is just the right setup for that. I mean, the learning development pros at 78 of the Fortune 100 companies have already chosen LinkedIn Learning. Now, this has a lot of courses that are available. So you can take them yourself. You can customize which ones you want to be available for employees. If you have employees or team leaders, and there, here's one of the things that I questioned when I talked to them uh, earlier this week, I questioned the fact they say they're publishing 60 new courses every week. Well, yes, they really are. 60 new courses every week. Now, you, you hear me talk a lot about it. In the brand new edition of 40 Days to the Work You Love, I really unpack this. How do we get education in today's environment? It may not be a four-year college degree. It may be a few courses that you took, and you walk into an employer and say, I took these three courses at LinkedIn Learning. They may value those more than a BA or a BS behind your name. So anyway, check it out. You can get a free demo. Just go to linkedinlearning.com slash days. So put that in. Make sure you put that at the end so it recognizes it's coming from 48 days. linkedinlearning.com slash days to check out that new program. Well, Don continues with his questions. He said, I was wondering if you would dive into some more about who you surround yourself with. I find myself in a position where sometimes I think I outgrow friends in aspirations. These are perfectly good people and we get along just fine. So is it okay to let them go? Oh my, yes. Gal, you're just graduating from college. It's very likely that as you get clear on your goals, that you're going to leave behind some of your previous friends. I mean, especially if you're going on an entrepreneurial path. I mean, those people who were friends of yours, who just want to get a job, uh, they just want to get a paycheck on Friday and then party all weekend, they're not going to have the same interest as you. You're going to separate yourself in terms of where you're going pretty quickly. Now, the thing that connects people like in the 48 Days Eagles community is not age, education, ethnicity, gender, family history. It's mindset. So as an example, today, I'm friends with Dave Ramsey, Michael Hyatt, John Acuff, Jeff Goins, Giovanna Ellison, Carrie Oberbrenner, Jim Cochran, Marianne Renner, David Hancock, Chris Gilbu, Mark Victor Hansen. I mean, I could go on and on and on because they think like I want to think and they expect the results I want to have in my own life. Now, I didn't grow up with any of those people that I just mentioned, but I was drawn to them because of common interest in, at this point in my life. Great question. Yeah, that, that's a natural progression. If your life looks exactly the same at 30 as it did at 20, it may be an indication you haven't grown. If you are growing, then chances are a lot of things in your life have changed, and that may even include some of the friends you hang around with. Well, Don has one more question. He says, I know you're a religious man. Can you say having your soulmate 
wife has helped make you who you are. Wow. You know, this is a tough one for me because it's absolutely impossible for me to separate myself from the impact of having Joanne in my life. We got married really young. Golly, she had just turned 19. I had just turned 20. We essentially grew up together. So we're each other's biggest fans, support each other in everything we do, stretch each other into new areas of opportunity. So yes, absolutely, it helped make me who I am. I have no idea how my life would be different if it wouldn't be that Joanne was with me. Now, here's the deal. This is an important point. I don't think there was only one person in the world for each of us, and we were just lucky enough to find each other. I don't think that at all, in as much as I describe the importance that we've had in each other's lives. I just think we were two young kids who found each other. I mean, both coming out of homes that we did not want to model, and we held on to each other. We accepted responsibility for the life we were going to create and committed from day one that we could, in fact, change our family history. I think Joanne could have been happy with somebody else. I mean, and I suspect I could have met somebody else. Now, think about how geography plays into this. I mean, we were both in Mansfield, Ohio. If we'd been somewhere else, we probably wouldn't have met each other. Would that mean that our lives would have been miserable and off track? Well, I don't think that. I mean, I don't think there's that kind of one, only one source of our happiness or success. I think it has a lot to do with mindset, our expectations, and how we live our lives. So, Joanne, yes, I mean, I'm fortunate to have her without question, without measure. But it's because of what we committed to do in that relationship. Not because we were lucky. Well, golly, I could go on with that all day long. Well, here's here. this comes from Dave and Stacy. Uh, my husband and I are wanting to move from our current location so we can be closer to family. What are your suggestions to find the right city, state, and work? Thanks for your resources and help. This is this should be a fun process. Decide where you want to live. Now, if you want to be closer to family, okay, whatever that means. When um, Joanna and I moved from California back to Tennessee, now we didn't move to Ohio, which is where our family was. We wanted to be closer to family, but we didn't want to be so close that they were dropping in every day. And frankly, I had I had promised Joanne when I married her, I moved her out of her mother's house when she was 17 years old. And when we got married, I promised her I would never have her live in the same state as her mother. Now, that's another story there, but obviously it, it addresses some of the things we're looking at here today where people are saying, gee, I'm not sure I want to hang around my family. Well, we moved back to Tennessee, so we would be within an easy drive where family was, but not right on top of each other. So decide where you want to live. I mean, that's the first thing. Have fun with this process. You might want to use what we call the Ben Franklin close, where you just draw a line down the center of a page, put pros, put the, put your city, you know, projected city, you know, Nashville, Tennessee at the top. The, then you list the pros and the cons. See what you have more of. See what you weigh more heavily. And in doing that for two or three cities, come up with a city you want to move to. When we moved back here, we considered Northern California, Florida, and Nashville, Tennessee here. And we did that. Ben Franklin closed. We listed pros and cons. We ended up moving here. Does that mean that we could not have been happy in Northern California or Florida? No, not at all. 
Again, it has more to do with mindset, but just have fun in the process. Choose where you want to live, then move there confident that you can find or create work that you love because you are living a life that you love. So start with your life, not your work. What? So it's not a matter of where you live. Again, it's a matter of mindset, attitude, taking responsibility, creating opportunities. I mean, those can be done anywhere. Geography has very little to do with that. So you have the luxury of being able to live anywhere you want to live as a start. Boom. Then look at the work piece next. Okay. Hey, just a reminder. These are real life questions from real life people. And I welcome the questions in. Love getting those in both your questions and your success stories. Feel free to share those as well, but you can just shoot those in to ask Dan at 48 days.com. And there are fancy microphones on any of the pages on 48 days and all that. You can speak your question if you'd like, but most of you find it easier to just write a short email and uh, yeah, keep those brief, but shoot them in to ask Dan at 48 days.com. Well, Dina says, Dan, in your book, The Wheel of Life identifies seven areas for measuring success. I'm having a problem with family. Incidentally, in the, in the new version that's going to be out in a couple weeks, of 48 Days to the Work You Love, I've got that same wheel. Now, some of the descriptors have changed, but the same wheel, seven areas for success. And it gives you the opportunity to, to identify your success. And we know that as in a wheel, a real wheel, if there's a flat spot, it'll go bump, bump, bump down the road. It's not very smooth. So we want you to have success in all those areas. So Dana says, I grew up in a troubled home, the oldest of three children. There's very little interaction between family members, to say the least. Also, I'm divorced, and my only child, now an adult, lives 350 miles away. What could be done in situations like this to balance the wheel, so to speak? Great question, Dana. It really is. I, I did a little did a little research because I, I knew where I was going with this. What is family? You know, what is is that only people who you have a blood connection to? Or can you in fact create family? Well, we see how families come together these days. I mean, you create a family. I just described, you know, Mary and Joanne, our families weren't related in any way. But we came together and we created a family. And then, yes, by being married and then had biological children. But our, our family has been extended. We have kids that were not born biologically into our family, but were adopted in. So what I'm going to suggest is you create your own family. So I looked in the dictionary. Check this out. In the context of human society, a family, which comes from the Latin familia, is a group of people related either by birth or affinity. The purpose of families is to maintain the well-being of its members and of society. Ideally, families would offer predictability, structure, and safety as members mature and participate in the community. In most societies, it is within families that children acquire socialization for life outside the family. Additionally, as the basic unit for meeting the basic needs of its members, it provides a sense of boundaries for performing tasks in a safe environment, ideally builds a person into a functional adult, transmits culture, and ensures continuity of humankind with precedence of knowledge. Jeez, I love that definition. 
And it can, it's a group of people related either by birth or affinity. So if you have common interest, you can create those family relationships. Now, me personally, I mean, I have blood relatives that I may see once every three years, but I have close friends I communicate with at least once a week. So you can have amazing success in creating your own family relationships with people where you don't share blood, but you share hearts and minds. Now, if you're all alone, yes, you need to work on that family area, but don't feel that you have to limit great relationships to those with whom you do not share the same goals and dreams. Again, I love your question, Dana. And in looking for success, yeah, in those areas that includes, you know, includes things like personal development, finances, career, those kinds of, and family is one of those. But I think you can be healthy and successful in family, even with the situation that you describe. All right, here's one. This comes out of the our Eagles community. Hey, Dan, I'm struggling so much to define my purpose idea product. I was never exposed to entrepreneurism as a kid. I'm sure that it existed, but it wasn't until I was well into college that I heard that someone could be self-employed. My entrepreneurial growth has been stunted. How tightly do I need to define my side gig? I'm thinking about writing devotions and or a small group Bible study, maybe a bigger self-help book. I'd love to do seminars and workshops. I'd also like to do speaking gigs. I've also thought about a weekly or monthly virtual mastermind group for men. Along those lines, I'd like to do coaching and consulting. Ugh, too much fluff, not enough meat. How do I refine and define what my first next steps are? Thank you. Well, got a great question. Here's what you want to do. Start with one clear goal. So you mentioned a lot of things, a lot of things that are, you know, no, I wouldn't call them fluff, but they're kind of elusive. It's hard to really put your hands around those. It's hard to turn those into income producing activities immediately. Long-term, sure, you can do that. But start with the one clear goal. That may be, um, let's say, to write one blog post a week. When you begin getting lots of comments, then you could plan for one Saturday morning seminar this year. Announce a topic, the expected outcome, book a small conference room. I mean, that's pretty much what I did starting out. And, and again, just to recap, you know, my journey with what I'm doing at 48 days started in a Sunday school class. When I saw the interest there, I then reached out to the community. Other people started coming to that class. Then we moved to a Monday night rather than a Sunday school class. Did that for eight years, meeting every Monday night just to go through eight different modules. We'd rotate through those and seeing the interest there. Then I started to announce Saturday morning workshops. So we would book one of the local hotels, their conference room that held about a hundred people and we'd fill it. We'd pack it out every single time we did this. Actually, what I did was kind of fun. We had 48 days to the work you love in the morning and in the afternoon, we'd have 48 days to creative income. That material then became what is now my book, uh, No More Dreaded Mondays, where it talks about how to build entrepreneurial skills and ideas, develop those into real income-producing activities. But I would, we would book those, and we would pack the room in the morning, in the afternoon. About 70% of the people would be the same people. 
there for both morning and afternoon. Others would come just for the traditional work part, and a few would come just for the more entrepreneurial kind of things. But I built that Sunday school class week after week of doing the free seminar, lots of people coming, then doing the seminars. So you build by doing those kind of things. So you can build, you can, you can build your entrepreneurial skills. You can catch up for lost time. You can bypass 99% of your peers. If you create a clear plan with specific sticks, steps and action points, map out a business plan for where you want to be three years from now. So here's a question I could ask you. This is a question we use a lot around here. If we were meeting three years from today, what has to have happened during that three-year period for you to feel happy about your progress? I mean, what are the biggest dangers you'll have to face and deal with in order to achieve that progress? What are the biggest opportunities you have that you would need to focus on and capture to achieve those things? So you can do that. You can start with where you are. You don't feel like you're behind. A lot of people don't under, don't discover entrepreneurial opportunities till 10 years after they graduate from college. They think they grew up in a family that was traditional. You go to school, you get a job, you stay there for 35 years and get a gold watch. Well, all of a sudden, people are realizing, ooh, that may not work. A couple of reasons. For one thing, it's not likely any company is going to keep you for 35 years. It's not likely the company is going to be around for 35 years. And you may discover you don't like having your hands tied. You want some more freedom in terms of time and income possibilities. And so, yeah, that, that revelation, that understanding doesn't occur for a lot of people until they're in their 30s, 40s, or 50s or beyond. Well, hey, let's grab, let's, let's go with one more question here. This comes from Charlene. Dan, don't worry, I haven't given up on my dream. This was in an interaction we had going on in Eagles community. Funds are extremely tight for my family right now. Now, I want you to pay attention here because there's some things in Charlene's note that some of you are going to identify with. Funds are extremely tight for my family right now. I mean, less than $100 in the bank until payday for a family of three. Maybe that's a scarcity problem. I'm not sure. I wholeheartedly believe in the power of investing in myself. However, I'm at a loss as to how to stretch the $83 I currently have available. I'm working on selling a few items around my house and brainstorming business ideas to raise the funds to take coaching mastery. It's just going to take some time. In the meantime, I'm listening to radio shows via podcasts such as 48 Days, Ken Coleman, Ryan Rieger's Streams of Income, Dave Ramsey's show. Thanks for your patience. All right. Now, Charlene, with the situation that you described, we would not recommend coaching mastery for you. We wouldn't accept you into the coaching mastery program. We don't want people to be desperate. I mean, desperation does not make one a great coach. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the good part of this. With $83 to your name, you can start connecting with people as a coach. You don't have to depend on it for income. Don't even go there initially. But you can start shaping conversations you're already having that position you as a coach. Now, the above question you know, that I just asked a minute ago, if we were meeting him, and ask somebody this. So you meet somebody. Casually, it could be in the grocery store or somebody you know at church or somebody you work with. If we were meeting three years, 
from today. What has to have happened during that three-year period for you to feel happy about your progress, both personally and professionally? Wow, that's a great door opener. If you start asking people questions like that, you're going to become recognized as a coach. Now, here's what will happen. Now, I have on my phone, I mean, I've got a quick note in my phone that I can open up that reminds me if we're at a restaurant or if we're at a party or wherever we happen to be, the kind of questions that I ask where I don't just ask somebody, gee, how are you? I'm fine. Or what do you do? Do No, I ask, what do you want your legacy to be? What are you dreaming about that you haven't yet done? If we've got a young gal coming to service our food, you know, what is this job making possible for you? Is there a dream in your life you've given up on? What new habits would you like to begin developing over the next six months? What has brought you the most happiness over the last six months? What do you think the purpose of life is? I mean, you can just make a list of questions that you can ask and it'll start to position you as a coach. Here's what's going to happen. When you have people then who are seeking you out for your advice and opinion, and you know, a lot of being a great coach is simply asking powerful questions. It's not having, not having all the answers. That's not necessary or realistic, but if you ask powerful questions like these, you will position yourself as a coach. And when you have people seeking you out for your advice and opinion, then it's going to be easy to position yourself as a coach and we'll welcome you into the coaching mastery program to help you shape what you're doing as a profitable business. Great question. Thank you for sharing openly where you are. No shame in that at all. It's where you're starting from. Everybody started from somewhere but you can right now start to shape your circumstances, your situation to position you for exactly where you want to go, where you want to be a year from now. All right. Hey, we're going to end there. Here's a summary recap. What we talked about today, you had some golly, we get some doozies in here today. Yes, you can choose new friends as your own goals change and grow. And yes, you can be successful in the family area of life. Even if you don't have close blood relationships. When you're planning where you're going to live, start with your life, not your work. And when you're planning big dreams for your future, break those down into small but specific steps that you can begin today. Well, hey, just... And also remember that our our free resource for you today, a lot of you are getting ready to go to conferences. Let me know. Shoot again, again a note to me at askdan at 48days.com. Let me know what conferences you're going to be at. I'll do the same. I'll start to post and share in here some of the conferences I'm going to be at this year. And we'll do, we'll do some 48 Days meetups before or after those. Give us a chance to break bread together, meet each other. But let me know what conferences you're going to be at so we can cross over at those. But we got that 10 tips for getting maximum value from a conference. Just go to 48days.com slash conference tips and you get that free list. So I hope you're encouraged by where you are. Maybe you've gotten, I hope you've gotten some 
idea stimulation just in our conversation that we're having here today. Keep opening yourself up to books, resources. Can I check out the LinkedIn learning connection that I gave you? They got some great new courses there. Put yourself around people who are encouraging you, who are on the same path as you, who are going to share your dreams and assure you, yes, you can accomplish that. So that's the kind of that's the way you create the life that you want to live, and that easily opens the door to the work that you want to live, knowing that together we can, in fact, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.